Welcome to Signs of Life, Exploring Survival of Consciousness, brought to you by Forever Family Foundation, on the web at foreverfamilyfoundation.org. I call your name, the echo is haunting, the echo is always the same. I call your name, the echo is haunting, an echo can never be changed, so I call your name. Director of the Comlog Center in Claremont, California. Your guest co-hosts tonight are Dr. Betty J. Kovach, author of The Miracle of Death, There is Nothing But Life, and Merchants of Light, The Consciousness That is Changing the World, as well as Forever Family Foundation certified medium Janet Mayer, who is author of Spirits, They Are Present. We'd like to welcome you to tonight's show. It is about your personal stories. Everyone has one to share, and we invite you to become part of our discussion, share your stories, offer your feedback on other stories that you may hear, ask a question. Although mediums provide a valuable connection to the deceased, this particular episode centers around your direct experiences, which do not involve a medium. And many of you also have personal experiences that defy mainstream thinking. So please Pick up your pen and paper so that I can give you telephone numbers to call and talk with us. 888-627-6008 or 323-744-4831. We want to hear from you tonight because this show is for you, with you, and about you. And without you, it's it's <laughs> no nothing worth listening to. So please give us a call. And so, hello, Betty. Hello, Janet. Hello. Hello. So, Janet, what are you thinking tonight that you would like to talk about? Oh, well, um, I'm kind of open to see whatever anybody has to say when they call in. I mean, it's, you know, there's a lot of value in every moment when somebody calls in. And I think it's important that we are open to everybody's experience. And, you know, I had an experience last month and I was going to talk about it. And just real quick, I'll just mention it real quickly. But, you know, we all say we have these, um, you know, signs and we think, oh, it's not really that big of a deal. But, you know, maybe I'll just pay attention a little bit. And and I've learned over the years to totally pay attention to, you know, moments that come through. And there was one more moment where I was at the kitchen sink and I was doing dishes one night. And all of a sudden, this this man came through to me that I knew who has he's passed on since then. And. And he came through to me and I thought, why is he coming through? I'm like, that's so weird, you know? And I'm like, you know, it's so random. I'm doing dishes and I'm like, why am I thinking of this person? And when he came through, it hit me really hard because I thought, you know, he was one of the first people in our state who had COVID a couple of years ago. And he has since passed because of, not from COVID, he passed from something else, but they think it might've been part of that. And I thought, wow, that's really weird because I'm feeling fine. I'm, everything's good. Everything's cool. And a couple of days later, I came down with COVID. Oh. And I, I had to sit there and think and thank him for coming through because it was like he gave me a heads up. And I would have never thought that. I'm like, I didn't go anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. But it just so happened I interacted with a couple people that that's how I got it. 
And I thought, wow, that's so weird because I wasn't a super close friend of his, but I was close enough that it had meaning to me. You know, he was a friend and I thought, you know, when we pay attention and I say that in every, every month, I bring that up about paying attention Mm -hmm. to the loved ones around you that they are always trying to give you messages. And I really felt like he was giving me a heads up and saying, hey, Janet, pay attention. It's coming your way. And so I thought, wow, I really want to bring that up during, you know, the show, because I think it's important that when we are connected, and I just mean connected in general to our loved ones, to the universe, and we're kind of flowing in that pattern, and we pay attention, we see and we pay, you know, we we connect in with that. And then we can experience and say, okay, you know what, I'm not going to be afraid. I have a loved one or friend that came through and gave me a heads up. And now I have it and now I'm going to experience it and I'm going to move through it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, I see we have a caller and you don't um, feel alone in mm-hmm. that. That's right. the point of it too. Right. Yes. Right. Okay, Kim. Oh, well, yeah. And that's part of becoming the, part of the discussion is because we need each other. We connect and we would like to welcome Deb from Houston. Thanks for calling, Deb. Hi, how are you this evening? Hi, Thank you. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Uh, my story for tonight is uh, I do a I do a lot of walking, and a friend and I were uh, walking along one of Houston's beautiful parks. And um, while we walk, we often pick trash up along the way because you may as well be useful as well as walking, right? How wonderful! And uh, we saw uh, <laughs> and we saw uh, a bunch of trash up with um, up on the, the parkway and went over there and saw that uh, what looked like the contents of a wallet were there. And so we picked those up, started to throw them away, but realized that there was a driver license in there. So uh, I went ahead and grabbed it and stuck it in my pocket thinking I would try to get a hold of whoever it was who had lost uh, their things uh, in case they at least... Uh, hadn't already replaced their driver's license. Well, as we were walking along, my friend said, hey, did you look at the dates on that? Because uh, for me, when I pick up dimes, the the year often will uh, have meaning, in particular for my mom. And I told her, no, I hadn't yet. So um, I went ahead and pulled the driver's license out. And to my absolute wonder... Uh, I saw that the name of the young man uh, that the driver license belonged to, his name was the same as the middle name of my son, whom I had just lost uh, within the, the previous year. And oh, wow. Wow, wow, that's just amazing. What an amazing sign. But that's not all. He was also born in the same year. He was also born in the same month. Oh, wow. And... Wow. And the the date the date that he was born on was not the same as my son who transitioned, but it was my other son's birthday. Oh, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> that's say, I, yeah, just the craziest, uh, amazing signs for my son Dean. He just he he outdid himself that day. Wow. Well, and don't you you know don't you think too that it's amazing the way so many things have to happen here on earth for that to happen. And yet it does. 
And it's so beautiful and so amazing that you just have to feel all this love inside, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. The, no, a hundred percent. Wow. You know, and it's the interconnections that allow it to happen. Oh, yeah. You know, that web, that net of light and consciousness that they come together at just the right points in meaningful ways. Uh, and certainly with the consciousness, I'm sure of your son working on it. Oh. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's cool that you were paying attention and that that happened and that, you know, you took that extra step to pick it up, which you could have kept walking and saying, oh, well, but instead you chose to take that moment and that time to do that. And I think that is really cool because it shows you that you are so in tune. And even if you didn't realize you were, you were still that in tune and that look at how it played out for you, that it gave you this beautiful message. And I bet you your son yeah, knows it, it too, that you would pick it up, <laughs> don't you think? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it was. Um, it was. He he he's he's exceptional at signs. I have fifteen pages of <laughs> of notes from crazy, amazing things that he has done so far. Oh, I love you that. know. You know, I just want to add something. When you said that, that is really awesome to keep like a journal of all the cool signs because. Whenever you're having a rough day, you can go back and look at them all and be like, yeah, he's right here with me. I just have to remember that. That's yeah, right. exactly. And and every time I see it, I always I always say, thank you, buddy. You know, and, uh, and <laughs> especially like if I'm sad and I, uh, I'll say, OK, Dean, it's been a little while now. How about a how about a sign? And then I and then I let it go. And without fail, within a day, um, he's. Something, something has happened that just brought a big, a big smi- a smile to my face and warmth to my heart. Oh, wow. Well, that's, that's beautiful, you know, to really experience and know how really intimately we are connected is so healing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Just so healing. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, totally. That's love. That's cool. Thank you wow. so much for calling, Deb. That was a great yeah. story to share that comfort and <laughs> reassurance. To, yeah, and you'll have to come back and tell us some of the other things that are in all of those pages. Yeah. I, I, w- I would be happy to. I, lo- I love this particular show. My husband and I have listened to almost all of the archives, and these are, the f- these are our favorites to listen to, just to hear everybody's wonderful, crazy experiences. We love hearing that's a very high compliment. (laughs) Yes, it is. Okay, Deb, then we'll see you soon again, I hope. Yes. All right. Thank you. Have a good evening. Thank you. Wow. What a beautiful way to start tonight, you know? Oh, yes, indeed. Wow. Lisa, are you still there? Good evening, everyone. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for holding. We lost you. Thank you. I've had some two strange experiences with the same topic, and I think it's my former um, tenant, who I called my neighbor, um, when I had a two-family house, who passed away and crossed over. And um, I have a bike guard, and I have to keep. I'm, I'm, I have vision issues, so I have to have everything in the same place all the time, so I can put my hand on it. Can't move it. So I had, and I have to use a bike guard every day because I grind so bad, a lot of stress and pressure, and. Uh, I was. I had to leave my home. I had mold in my apartment. I'm in South Florida, and I had to leave my home. And I had to bring my bike guard. Have to bring it. I know I brought it. I went to my friend's house for four days. When I was leaving, 
I put it, and it was a bright, it's a green, dark green container, and her counter was white. So I remember when I took it, and I remember when I put it in my bag, my, my suitcase. I know I put it in there. And I left from her house. I went on a train, and then I took a cab to a hotel, and I stayed in a hotel by my house. I go to put it in the night. Then that night, it's gone. And I'm thinking, I left it at my friend's house. She says, it's not in her house. And I'm like, I don't know. It wasn't in the hotel room. Now, this is this is like a, a month and a half goes by. And then um, one day, I'm in um, my house, and all of a sudden, it shows up. Oh. It was like, this <sighs> is impossible. Because I know I had it in her house, and I did not come home after that. I went oh. straight to the hotel. So that was... That, so that was one instance, and then I, I, uh, I, I have an, um, and, it, and, and the funny part of it was the bike guard is in the same container as a container, and when it was found, the bike guard was on one side of the drawer of the sink, and the bike, the, the container was on the left side, and the bike guard was on the right side. I always keep it on the left side, and they were in separate spots. They're never separate. So it was really bizarre. It's like, I'm getting your attention. (laughs) And then I was traveling to my family at Christmas, and I put put an air tag on the bike container with my dentist. We came up with this one to make sure I wouldn't lose it. If I lost it, I would know where it was. I had this thing all rigged up, and I hooked it on the back of my, in the back of my, inside my backpack, behind, like, where all my credit cards go, a little flap, and it was so secure, and I and I had it by the door before I left, and I didn't open it. I made sure everything, the whole backpack was sealed. I didn't unzip it. I go to the airport. They had to open my bag. I get to where I'm going. There's no bike guard, so I thought they had it in the security. I thought it, they took it out and lost it in security. Now, the container was there, but the bike guard was missing. So I was like, I can't oh. believe this. This is impossible. Impossible. About, you know, several weeks later, all of a sudden, I put my hand on the right-hand side of the drawer again, and there it is. Oh, my um, God. Like, this is what is it? What's it connected to, Lisa? What are the connections? Was, oh, wait. You know, no, you know what? I, I made a mistake. Wait, the second time... I'm walking out my door, and thank God I wear—I don't wear shoes in my house. I'm walking out the door of my apartment, and I stepped on it. Don't I, and I had been home. Oh, you know, like it—it's like it's impossible that it could have. That's what the second time was. The first time was it was in the drawer. And I'm like, that's impossible. Oh and the second time, it was on the floor. So I don't wow. know what to make of this. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to ask. What do you make? Wow. I mean, that is—it's just strange. Sometimes yeah. the just can't connect to anything. Yes, and you know what? I think, I it's, thinking, I think it's my former neighbor. Yeah, and you know what? What's really interesting is I'm is I'm listening. The you have such an intense. It, oh sure, go ahead. I'm sorry. Say that again. An intense what? Are you there? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. An intense what? Don, she can't hear you. For some reason, we hear you. Oh, okay. Can okay. You hear us? Lisa, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you. Oh, he was whispering in on our line without... Okay. Okay. <laughs> 
She would pull a prank like that. She would mess with me. Yes. That's a missing point that she would mess with you like that. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of fun. <laughs> oh, she would. When I when I when I first met her and she moved in and all, we were talking and we were becoming friendly. You know, and I'd say, "Okay, see you later." And she, instead of saying "see you later," she'd say, "I'll sue you later." Oh, funny. <laughs> oh, <hi. laughs> well, you know what, Lisa? Yes. You know what? I was when you were talking to me. It was so intense and like the experience was so you could tell that you were really in it and it was really deep and I thought okay to me I'm thinking what does that say about the mouthpiece and like when you're you know you have to wear that you're like not clinching or it's tight or maybe someone on the other side is trying to tell you to loosen up maybe you're going through something intense Maybe you need it to relax a little. And I mean, I could be totally off on this, but it just no, seemed like I, no, somebody you're was coming through. You know what I mean? Like they were telling you like, okay, she's really intense right now. And and just when you were talking, I'm like, I could feel it. Like they, I was drawn in and I'm like, okay, I know there's, this is really, you can feel the truth of the, you know, when the callers call in, you can feel that. You can feel that intensity. And I'm like, okay, so what is this? this person trying to tell you and I'm like, well, a mouth guard, it's like, it's tight. You're tense. You need to loosen up. And maybe like you're going out, you need to take a break. And they're like, yeah, go out and take a break and then come back. And now you can go back to normal. And I just thought it was really interesting as you were saying that because it would like come and go. So to me, it told me that when you're going through parts of your life that might be really heavy or emotional, that's when they're coming in to say, hey, lighten up a little bit, you know, and then they're coming back and going, oh, OK, it's all right now, you know, and then you find it and you move on with life. And then, you know, and like you're saying, they kind of joke with you. So maybe that was their way of coming in and saying, hmm, there's something more here. We need to calm her down and say, you know, you need to take a break. You're getting intense. You need to, you know, stop, breathe a little and move on. So I don't know if that's right or not, but that's what it was kind of coming through for. Right, right. May, may well, I reply question. to that? Say again? Did that make sense to you, may Lisa? I may I reply to that? Oh, of sure. course. Of course. That is profound. That yeah. is beyond profound because I was at a suicidal point and I had lost my first guide dog at six and a half and then I had to leave my apartment because of the hurricane and it was just like, it was such an intense time and what you said is so profound and it was mm. so intense. And then, and then I found it, and then I had to go when I went. I went away at Christmas, and it was a very intense and stressful time to, to mm-hmm. go see family. And that that is so profound. Thank you for sharing that. That's very enlightening. Well, sure. I think it's just kind of I'm validating what's coming through for you, and all it is is just to remind you that this is what's going on. So if you if it disappears again, it's kind of a heads up and a reminder to say, hey, step back take a break, and then move on. You know what I mean? Wow. Oh, yes, I, yes. I think that's spot on. Oh, I have a question I want to ask. When you were without it, how did you fare? Not too well. I was, it was very, it was such a stressful time. I cannot begin to tell you the impact of it. And it wasn't good. And it was, I was very tense and I was grinding. Mm-hmm. It was very hard. I, I had, I got, you know, tinnitus in my ears and my jaw was tight and my neck. And then it just got tighter and tighter and tighter. 
I was going to snap. You know, I'm thinking, you know, what Janet said, it it really makes good sense, and you uh, certainly think so, too. And I'm just wondering if if it's saying to you, you could do without it, you know, if If you you had to, if you really would uh, do what it, what Janet was talking about, you know, if you could really <laughs> internally come come to that point that you could kind of let go a little bit and relax, then mm-hmm. maybe you could do with that. I don't know, but it would be great. If may, you I could, share, I, may, yeah. I, may I share? It's funny you say that because I was at the dentist today and a new dentist who actually understands me and he and it has to have a cap changed. And this cap was like pushing above all my other teeth and I could and I only grind on that teeth. And he changed, I have a temporary now, and it's the first time I'm biting down on all my teeth is today. In wow. Well, and, and I totally say that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I totally agree with Betty is that maybe that was a heads up too to say you can do it. You can do it without such and such, and that you have that strength within you and to remind yourself that you have that. So, yeah, I totally agree with that, Betty. That's exactly it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for your input. That's pro- that's really profound. Thank you. Thank you for coming. That was <laughs> very awesome. awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Well, thank thank you. you. Your call. Okay, have a good night. You too. Mm-hmm. Good evening. Mm-hmm. Hi, Liz. Hi, how is everyone today? Hi, We're how good. Is- how are you, Liz? Oh, well, I'm enjoying your show as always, and thank you so much. Oh, thank you. It's just you. wonderful, all of you, the whole thing. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm I um, my daughter crossed last February 17th, so it's coming on a year, and um, <laughs> you know, it was hard to really do anything about it. Uh, she was living in a group home, and but it was for suddenly she did she was handicapped, autistic, but she um, didn't have any underlying health issues. And it was just, they brought her to the hospital the end of January, and February 17th, she passed, she went in, it was, uh, her kidneys failed, oh, now she needs palliative care, oh, now she needs hospice, oh, okay. I'm like, what? Like, this is how quick it happened, you know? And she has a twin sister who is, you know, heartbroken. But when we got the call that night, because we were sleeping with the phone on, you know, from the end of January to February 17th, because doctors would call, uh, her blood plate was this and that and blah. So we came down at 2.30, because we just had the radio going on in the kitchen. And on the radio was knocking on Heaven's door. Oh, mm-hmm. What's the song that was on? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my my life gentleman that I live with, Leah was very fast. She had OCD. She was always quick. You know, everything was in a hurry. So he's like, and he always makes me laugh. And even under these circumstances, he's like knocking. She was coming through that door. She was, there was there was no knocking at all. <laughs> so anytime I think of her, um, the song comes on the radio. Mm. You know, and it happened so quick that we had her. You know, I'm like, well, we don't have any plot or anything planned. I mean, who? If she was 30 years old, we didn't have anything. It, this was uh, like I say, unexpected. So with the hospice people said, well, you know, if you have a cremate, they have direct cremation because I couldn't do a service with her in a room with her twin sister, she would have been a basket case. And myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that's the way to go. So um, I collect angels I have for years, and we went to the local funeral home, 
And um, we went back and it's like, you ought to pick out an urn. And I gave him a little pocket angel because I always have them and, you know, give to people when it strikes me. And mm -hmm. uh, he goes, I bet you want this one. And it's a beautiful angel one it's in the living room. So we talked to her. She's here, you know. I get up and bake uh, in the middle of the night because I'm, I said, I, I can't either. I started reading all the books and listening to you, which is a great help. You know, you can't go through this road alone. Right. And, um, it's, it's so, it says, you know, do what you love to do, you know, which is baking and gardening. So I called the local, uh, food pantry, uh, in town and I'm baking for the seniors and her, her sister, um, helps her. I'm like, well, let's wrap this up. We'll put a little heart sticker on the back. So when I get up, I'm like, oh, what should we bake today, Leah? You know, we all talk to her, but I just think it's very, and then I called, um, like I said, uh, she was living in a group home and they didn't investigate it, which to me, I, I just can't swallow that. You know, there should have been look into, but it's check. It's just another number, you know? So uh -huh. I'm calling people and I just, it's, it's, it'll be here, like I said, and I just had the strength to fight for this now because it was a rough, you know, couple months. And um, I'm calling people now and I need, you know, I need this to be looked into, like what, what happened that yeah. she went in, you know? Uh -huh. Oh, it's not, I called the abuse and neglect. Oh, it wasn't abuse and neglect. No. Well, what was it then? Her meds were off. They were ignoring her, telling them that. And, you know, but I just think every time I do, like, really, like the other lady was saying about the signs, like, we'll go somewhere, we'll find the pennies. Or one day I'm walking, I see, oh, that looks like an angel in the clouds, you know? I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, what does that look like to you? <laughs> yeah, And it is, you know? I'm like, oh, there she is again, you know? So, like you say, you have to be open to the signs, but I think the song coming on, and, and I just really wanted to thank you, too, because, you know, like I said, this is a road nobody wants to go down, but... If you right. don't have people like you guys, you know, you're wonderful. And thank you so much. Well, thank you. And, you know, I think it's important, like what you said, when you have a connection with that song and, you know, you could feel that. And whenever that comes through, it is like her speaking to you personally and nobody else will really get that. But you get it because you have that connection. And I think being in tune in that way you know, and, and that's really what it's all about. And you have to make the choices that you want to make, whatever you need to do to, you know, understand her passing or whatever, you, you know, in whatever direction you need to walk. But I think that is important that just you knowing you still have that connection with her is really important. And whether anybody else understands it or not, it does not matter. It's, you know, you're feeling that and that's what's important. Oh, absolutely. I oh, that's, yes. Mm -hmm. I, yes. And like, I don't care who thinks I'm crazy, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I know. It, you know, really, doesn't, right. it really doesn't matter. I, that was the last thing my husband said to me when he was going to fly the next day out of the country. And we had been going through so many experiences with our son who had passed over and he's, I, he knew me, I guess in that sense. But when, I just started crying and I didn't know why. And he embraced me and he just said, just remember, we know what we have experienced. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Right. And, absolutely. And we right. need to yes. absolutely know that. But I wanted to say you got up at night and cooked when, <laughs> is that what, did I understand that correctly? Yeah, I bet, I bet, you know, because, you know, my one girlfriend, her, her daughter, also handy, had passed away on the same day. 
and mm-hmm. she likes to lay around and watch TV. I'm not a TV bug, never was. I don't even, you know, who wants to hear all the nonsense? But I, mm-hmm. I enjoy baking and cooking. So when I said, you know, I'm volunteering some baking for the seniors and the food pantry, um, so I do it. And I get up. I can't really sleep because I'm thinking. You know, and I was never a big sleeper prior to the her passing either. So just right. I mean, I'm thinking of this, thinking of that. So I get up. I'm like, well, okay, I got to steam. I can steam the floor, but I do my baking. I look at, and then on you know a couple of days a week, we I wrap it up and bring it down to the food. You can't take, I love that, down. Liz, because you know I think that's a great thing. Instead of just tossing and turning in the bed, to get up, go in the kitchen, and cook. And it seems to me that that would be a good time. For her to come through, mm-hmm. you know? yeah. Well, I, I put on the. Um, that's exactly right. That's when I this song comes on at least once every time because I ask her, like, "What are we going to bake today, Leah?" And you know, and then I look. I'm like, "Oh yeah," and then I'm looking at recipes. I'm like, "Okay, this looks like it." Because um, she loved her goodies too. Who doesn't? And <laughs> then I put my meditation. You know, my meditation music on, and um, you know clearing the aura and all that and starting your day on the right foot. And it really, it's a peaceful way. Why should I lay there? Like I said, where is it in the rule book that I have to sleep from nine and I six in the morning? You know, right. I do have to take a nap because I'm I'm going to be 62, so I'm not 25. <laughs> you know, I do, I need my nap somewhere throughout the day. But, it, you know, I, it works for now. I can't say this is the routine going to be forever, but, right. you know. Yeah. Right. Now it works. That's right. great. And it's a way for you to kind of give out of your heart and your creativity with mm-hmm. the love of your daughter in your heart and in your mind and in everything you bake and, and touch and give and deliver to the pantry and the seniors. I have another thought, and it may or may not fit, but I think it was really so interesting that the song was knocking on heaven's door. It might have been that, I mean, that's kind of a, it's, it's a gentle reference. I'm knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there was a part of her that was ready to cross through that door at that place. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe, you know, I don't know, but it's quite a song, you know? It is, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we had gone to a psychic um, after myself and a couple of girlfriends. And like your radio show says, you know, they're not all the same. And some of them are, you know yeah, give me $3,000 and I'll light this candle and you need six of these and 10 of those. Well, we went to this woman and she was one of those not good ones. No, and, no. Um, she, she said to me, I said, you know, I saw her running. I'm like, I wanted to know if she was, like when we were going to Sunday school, they told us you passed away and you went straight up and that was it. Well, upon reading, I see that's not the case, <laughs> you know? So um, she was saying, oh, I I running. I want to know if she got there okay. Oh, no, she didn't. And, you know, she gave me this song and dance. Oh, you got to light this candle. You got to do this. You got to do that. And your son. And you're I'm like, I, didn't, I don't want to know about anybody else. I came here for her. And she told me that she wasn't there yet. And I'm oh, like, mm, wow. I don't believe. Yeah. Like, and how, how awful was that? That was pretty yeah. brutal. Well, you're strong oh. enough to trust yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's right. yeah. it doesn't matter what anyone else that's says. That's right. Right, right. That's and, what I you know, say. I'm like, you know. I think I, I would just like to add, you know, you got your sign by that song and you really, whether you wanted to go to a medium or a psychic or not is up to you. But and that song itself that gave you a big reference of what she was trying to tell you. And as a medium, I would never 
I've, I have never seen something like that where that just, it just doesn't happen like that. And so, you know, when something, somebody's like that, you, I'm sure you felt that in your heart, you knew right away, you know, it was like a flag came up. There's something not right here and, and understand and receiving what you get to listen to your own heart, listen to yourself. You know, your daughter is coming through to you in her own way and giving you signs and letting you know she's okay. And like, by you getting up, you know, and, and baking in the middle of the night, which I kind of sat here and laughed because when I go through something, I bake all the time. I'll sit there and, and cook. I want to cook oh, a meal. Do? I want to do that. I want to <laughs> make something. And I mean, I'm a medium. I know what, I, you know, it's like, I know what's going, you know, I, I connect with the other side and it's like, but when I feel something, I'm like, I want to cook because I feel better when I cook. It makes me happy. And me I like, what do you do yes. when you cook? When you cook, you share something. And it's like, yes. Liz, you're sharing something. You're sharing a part of yourself. You're giving a gift to other people. And basically, it's mm-hmm. like your daughter's coming through, channeling through you this love for you to carry on and give to other people. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I totally get Liz. I know what she's trying to say. Because you're you're doing something out of love and it's like it's your way of working through all that and saying, you know what, I feel good when I'm able to give to someone else because of everything my daughter gave to me. And even though she isn't in this moment, she is still around me. You know what I mean? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I, mean, right. I, I, think it's, I, I think that's really cool. That's right. No, I, I mean I, I'm 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 glad. See, I'm glad you said that about the cooking in the middle of the night and day because it does make you feel better. And if you're giving it to somebody else, like you know, somebody they're like, "Oh, okay," you know. <laughs> so I'll talk to my sister, and I'm like, uh, "You know, seven in the morning. I made bread. I made peanut butter cookies. I made you know this that, and you know." Something and dinner's done and blah blah blah. She's like, "What?" <laughs> well, and you know, you might want to think, and this is another thing: is you might want to think about what you make in the middle of the night. What do you? What are you making? Are you making something she liked? Is it something you know everybody else likes? Is it something that's comfort food? What are you doing? Like when you go like a step further, sometimes it kind of comes back to you and you say, "Oh my gosh, now I get it. Now I know why I made this." Or I thought right. I was just getting up to make such and such, and I ended up doing this, mm-hmm. and it's a part of her. You know what I mean? So if it's a That's part right. of her, yes. you're giving from both of you, you know, in your own way. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And you're giving right. away that love, but, you know, that creative right. love. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Every cookie is like an edible. Yes. Well, that's what I, I. That's why I got my her twin sister involved. I'm like, why? Because you know, I can't imagine no less. You know, she's also autistic, but was higher functioning and was like a little mother to her. But mm-hmm. um, I can't imagine. I, I have a sister I'm very close to, but a twin to have that special connection. And right. you know, she is. So when I said we're gonna, you know, I could easily lay in the bed too and pull the covers over my head, but I have to be an example for her. And I don't want to go down that road, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's very easy to do. Anyone who has lost a child would agree, I'm sure. But um, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, we're good. We're gonna bake for Donna now, and you're gonna wrap it up and put the little heart sticker on the back. No, I like it. No, I think baking. Yeah, so I got her involved, and she feels good. You know, she feels good about Very it. Very good. Mm-hmm. And that's that's truly like finding comfort within your grief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You're taking yeah. life in your own hands and being creative and and generous and and you're together doing something together creative. Mm-hmm. That reminds uh-huh. me also right. of a talk that Betty had given one time. It was about the surprising creativity of grief, and you're putting your heart and creativity That's into true. your activities. Yeah. It is true that, mm. that grief itself can can open us to our own creativity in ways we hadn't imagined. Right. Right.
I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be more present. I'm going to find joy today. Or, wow, that just feels really like a magical day. Or, you know, whatever it may be that will come through. And I think that that can really help us move forward because grief isn't just, you know, it's not singular. It's not going to happen for a short time. It can go on and on and on in a lot of different ways. And so when we have all these little extra things that come to us and we pay attention, it can help us move forward and go, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. You yeah, know? really true. I was just thinking about, I can't remember where I read it or heard it, is that when we change the way we look at things, the change, the things we look at change. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and That's it's true. It is so, so true. And so if we allow ourselves to ask and be open to these rather magical and miraculous things that happen, synchronistic things that happen, then things change. But if we just not admit mean anything, just, you know, that was just a fluke or whatever coincidence. If we take, if we look at it that way, then that's what they say as, but if we look at them with an open possibility, then they are that. We right. see it and they change. I love that. I just love that so much. Yes. Just well, and, and what is it all about? It's it's about love. It's that easy. I mean, that's why they're coming through us. They want to let us know they're okay. They want to help us along our path. They want to, you know, jump out in front of us and say, hey, stop, pay attention. You know, I mean, I mean, that's kind of how I look at it. It's like they're all around us. And and, and it's hard when you're in grief. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's easy. It's it's not like, you know, it's, you know, grief is in the present. And we sometimes forget that. We think that people think that because someone has passed that we should get over it. And it doesn't work that way. Grief is constant and it, you have to keep working with it. It's it's our loved ones. You know, they're, they still exist in our present. And I think that's another thing is that people think when, you know, when someone goes to the other side, it's like, oh, well, it's it's gone. It's like, no, they're still around us. It's it's in the present. They still exist. And it may not be physical, but it's spiritual. And that if we allow it, we can just experience that much more. And I think the more people that accept it and notice it, they're getting things all the time around them. And I think that's what's so beautiful is that when you just simply open up and say, yeah, okay, I'm here when you want to come through, or I need you really bad right now. Can you give me something? And they do. It just helps you to say, okay, I can go forward. And I think that's what's so important in this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think too, one thing that I experienced when our son passed was at 20 years old, I, I had to, you know, with the son growing up, the mother and the son, you always have to go through a point at which, you know, you know, you're trying to see when to let go more, you know, to, after all, they're becoming uh, adults and, uh, and you know that you have to let them make their own decisions. And I felt very strongly when he passed that, that this was a decision. Uh, and our contact with him later made it clear that it was. Uh, but that that he it was like going away to college or something or to a job i you know that i knew that he was in another dimension and i knew that he was still working uh for the earth because that's what he told us and what the things he was concerned about and i thought you know i i really want to 
allow this grief to be transformed into letting go and letting him make that decision and honoring it. So I know that he's in another dimension, although we can communicate. And I really want to honor that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, I think totally. And, and Betty, I also think too, it's like, you have to remember that, well, you understand this too, is that he was your son and what a blessing for that time that you had with him and that any parent, it is really a blessing for them and that a gift that they were able to share and that, yes, there is a lot of grief behind that, that they're, you know, they've moved on. But in the same sense, when you think, wow, I want to honor that gift that they gave me, oh, that's, you know, that's something too. Oh, I felt that very strongly that I had been blessed with having him for 20 years. That mm-hmm. was a great gift. And I I was grateful for that. And mm-hmm. I then also wanted to accept the other dimension of his life and be grateful for that. Right. Right. I agree. And I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know. I always think that, you know, grief kind of, it pretty much transforms us into a new space that we really never wanted to be in, but we don't have a choice. And so when we try to look at it from, you know, all the faucets, all the angles, we start to see the gifts that we received, even though a lot of, you know, there's so much pain there too, and we can't disregard any of it. But at the same time, when you you start to recognize all the, you know, the faucets of it, you start thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I have to remember that part, too. And when you see that, then you're like, OK, then there's also little areas of light that come in and they're trying to give you little signs along the way. And, and it's it's basically all out of love. And, and you, you have to say, OK, I I want to be grateful for this experience and I may not like the way it turned out or wanted it to be this way, but now I have to move forward. I don't have a choice. So what can I do in my future to honor that? You know, and everybody's going to find their own way and their own, you know, their own path. And, and I think that's really important. And that's why I love too. the show is when somebody calls in and tells us a story. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's it exactly, you know, and, and I, I just want to cheer them on and be like, yes, you got it, you saw it. And and at the same time, you know, your heart goes out to them because it's like, oh my gosh, but you know, it, it is all around us. And I think that that's what's good about this, you know, when we get to get together and talk is we have that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's a, <clears throat> in our culture, it's been, it's been so many centuries of repressing and suppressing the reality of that presence, that it's really hard for so many people. And I think that the generations alive today are changing that because they are paying attention. They are open. They are listening. And they're telling other people. When I was young, um, I don't remember people talking about these things because they knew they would be made fun of or that people would just think they were crazy or making it up or whatever. And we know different now. Mm-hmm. So I think that all of us alive today uh, are actually changing the narrative because we are experiencing others on the other side. We know it. We have the evidence for ourselves. And that's changing everything. I think there will be a lot more that will happen as we continue to do this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. We have two callers, ladies. Oh, sorry. I didn't see Ooh. that. They both just showed up at the same time. Our first caller is Jamil. Hi, Jamil. Jamil. 
listen to this conversation. I, I thank you very, very much. And uh, I want to um, offer a, a, a quick shout out to everybody grieving. Um, hang in there. And my story is really succinct. This past um, Christmas, I uh, put up a little tree and I strung lights with little batteries that usually last two hours. And my mother, who transitioned, uh, will be um, clocking in uh, 13 years uh, in February. Uh, she always uh, spoke to me in life. One of the, the constant uh, signs that I've received from her has always been lights, 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 lights. So I put these little uh, lights on the tree, and they lasted a month. Oh, is yeah. it two hours? Two hours a month? Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And we had this very um it was it was a conversation that we had this like reviewing of the end days. We had this reviewing of this time. We had this this okay, Jamil, you're you're ready now, and I'm with you, and and you know I'm with you, and and I need you to now go into your story and and be that light that you are, and know that I'm with you, and take that step, and it was a very um, it was a very dramatic and beautiful process, and I really. Um, relived her leaving again as the light faded. And at this, at this point when I, I saw them fading, I, I felt her with me on a whole new level. And it, it just, I, I, I feel, I feel all that she is, really here and on such a new level so i just wanted to share that as succinct as possible and and just hang in there people yeah, <laughs> thank, you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much Emil. Thank, thank, thank you thank you there we have other callers it looks like that's right yeah. and we're good to hear from you and we appreciate yes i uh, the message of life. a lovely story for sure thank you yes okay good night we'd like to to welcome susan from Alabama. Thank you for waiting, Susan, and for calling. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. I'm good. I hope y'all are doing good, too, this new year. Um, I just wanted to call and give um, a quick story or share a quick story. Um, It was during the last full month we had, um, I was I, I lost my son, so I was um, having a dream, and um, it hasn't quite been a year yet that um, he passed over, but um, it was uh, a few weeks ago, I had this dream, and there wasn't many words spoken. It was just a lot of um, embracing, and um, and then uh, he said, we're going to call these trips um, <clears throat> our lunar trips. And this was in the dream, and I was like, okay, that's interesting, or lunar trip. So the next morning, I was sharing that with my daughter, um, the dream, and she's like, Mom, that's really weird. Uh, The moon was full last night. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, it was a full moon last night. And I just thought that that was so interesting, like, um, that 
that in my dream he said, "Yes, mom, we're going to call these our lunar trips." So oh, that's name is cool. That that's is awesome. Well, thank you. That's a beautiful that's so story. Much. Yes, it so is. much. That's so, a cool story. Yes. Yes, and I know I'm calling at the end of the show, so um, hopefully I'll um, talk to you guys about it further in the meeting, okay. like next month. Yeah, we'd love to hear more. We'd like to hear more. Definitely. Yeah, and the, um, yeah, and another full moon will pass, so I'll have to see if another dream follows. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> thank you so yeah. much. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Have- All right. Bye bye. Bye. We have two more people. Do you we think we do. have time? Well, we do. We have a few moments. Um, Victoria from Maryland, are you still there? Hi. Hi. We uh, have yes, about a minute or two. I'm still here. What can you share with us at the end of this meeting? Um, about, and, I just wanted to share to real quick that um, I had lost my son. It's be almost two years. And um, the day that he passed away, him and I would, he would always text me in the morning. And um, this particular morning, I didn't get a text from him and I had to leave work early. And I was, you know, going to my doctor's appointment and on the highway, I ended up hitting a cardinal. And Mm. right at that moment when I hit that cardinal, I knew something was wrong with my son. Mm. Um, Mm. And it was probably like about 1130 in the morning. And he usually texts me by about nine o'clock in the morning. And so it'll be two years this May that I lost him. And just a couple months ago, I go to a monthly support group and everybody was talking about all these great signs that they've had. And I'm just kind of sitting there like, you know, I don't, I don't recall really getting any signs. You know, I just, I don't know. It was, you know, he was my only child and, you know, we were so close and I'm just like sitting there thinking, you know, like, give me some type of sign. You know, I just really want a sign. And Mm -hmm. so the next day I'm at work and, you know, I'm coming out of work and I go to get into my car and right there on my windshield glistening in the sunlight is this beautiful red Better. Oh, oh, I'm just like, oh, oh my gosh. I, I mean, I just absolutely melted. It was like I was halfway in the car and it. it was like, grab that feather. It was like almost I could hear Sam saying, you know, <laughs> that's for you, mom. You know, oh, and it was it. just like, you know, I finally got my sign. And oh, I mean, I don't get a lot of them. I don't know why, or maybe I'm just not privy to yeah. noticing them, or I want them too much. I don't know, but well, that, sign was just, is, that was is the most true. remarkable. Well, yeah. one sign that was that is real, you yeah. know. That's right. Uh, maybe right. we don't have to have it repeated. That's a beautiful, absolutely beautiful. That's right. so, yeah. Thank you for hanging in and sharing that. Yes. We have to sign uh, off now. Um, about Marissa, Marissa, much. we're we we're, hope you'll call next time. Marissa, call back next time, please. Yeah, are, can yeah. you hear us, Marissa? No. Okay. Okay. I need to. Yes, the Mahayana prayer. May all beings everywhere with whom we are inseparably interconnected. Be fulfilled, awakened, liberated, and free. 
May there be peace in this world and throughout the entire universe. And may we all together complete the spiritual journey. And there you go. Until next month. Good night, everyone. Okay, Janet and Don, Kim, good night. And Betty and Janet and Don. Yes. Mm -hmm. And see you next month. Yes. Mm -hmm.